Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Do you love uploading video to the web, but you can't stand those pesky ads that come with it? Well, go to BlazingRyeRadio.com and click on the banner for Vimeo. Vimeo loves your videos. Save and share your videos in beautiful HD with no disruptive ads. As a basic member, you can upload up to 500 megabytes of video per week for free. As a plus member, you can upload up to 5 gigs of video per week. And that is $59.95 per year. And if you want to go pro, you can upload up to 20 gigs of video per week for only $199 per year, billed annually. So, go ahead on over to BlazingRyeRadio.com, click on the banner for Vimeo, and get to uploading. Thank you for listening. BlazingRyeRadio.com Great city playboys, they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. I don't remember how to do this. Good evening, everyone. It is your smoking nephew, Blazing Rye, on the ones and twos. Uh, it is Thursday, December 4th, 2014. And uh, I'd like to welcome the Sade to my battering wah, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Mr. Jonathan Weeks, how are you, man? Good. How are you, man? What's going on, man? man? Questions? 
I almost said nutty. Yes, actually, you're absolutely correct. They they were asking so many questions about the training, and uh, the training is a, is a little ways away. It's in the south, and they were asking, oh, how the food is over there, how's the actual, you know, ac- academics in the training. It's mm-hmm. nonstop. It's ridiculous. You know, you'll find out soon enough. Just take I'm it confused. easy. Relax. <laughs> I'm confused. Why do they keep asking you about the trannies? Because uh, I went to the training, so they're uh, in anticipation. They oh, so that's why. that's why they asked you about the trannies. Oh, it doesn't stop. It's ridiculous, you know. <laughs> I've never seen a, a group of people, like, more uh, uh, eager to either go to the training or uh, reluctant to go to the training because they're just so nervous about it. I'm like, you just got to do it. You know, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Just do it. You know, don't ask questions. Just do it till you fuck up and get fired. That's exactly right. You know, I had uh, there was a funny marshal I used to work with at the Connecticut uh, court system in Maryland. Was it Penny had Marshall? A really great quote. Was it Gary Marshall? <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> His name was Steve, but it was funny. He was a uh, he was diabetic. He had like one of those, uh, you know. Um, Bags. I don't know what he used that bag for, but uh, you know, it, it collects urine, right? But and uh, he was a nice guy. But he said, "Johnny, you know, if you don't like coming up here uh, and doing the work up here in the court, just you know, the best plan is to screw it up so bad that they'll never ask you to come up and do it again." Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Actually, that happened. So, you know. Yeah. That. That. Maybe we should be doing a bad job all the time. <laughs> that that kind of happened. Well, I had a, a, a previous uh, obligation to do something at a previous job that I wound up fucking up, and I kept the job, but relieved myself of those duties, and all that that those duties fell onto my supervisor, and it was fantastic. <laughs> that was the best piece of advice I ever heard in my whole life. He also told me, Johnny, uh, if you ever want to know. Who's making the least amount of money? Just look at the guy who's running around the most in the room. You know, who's walking around and doing most of the work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do people uh, do, do do people call you Johnny very often? I don't think I've ever heard it until tonight. <laughs> no, I think this is the old guy. He looks like he was from a 1950s film, like uh, with a little hat on and the, the big long trench coat and with the big scar sticking out of his mouth. The big catheter he has attached to him, too? Yeah, and the catheter, yes. <laughs> All those business guys in the 50s. All those those law guys in the 50s have the catheters right next to their briefcase. <laughs> the briefcase and the catheter. And the top hat. You can't forget the catheter at all. <laughs> you see here, Alice, this is where I keep my urine. I don't have time to go to the bathroom, Alice. I've got to get work done all day. Plus, I have the diabetes, and I want to fuck you in the broom closet. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, a lot's happened in the two weeks we haven't done the show, you know. Oh, yeah, like a lot. what? What happened? You're- what happened to your boy DC? The Cosby. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I uh, know, man. This is your boy here. What's going down? Well, I, it's, thank you for bringing up something I wasn't going to fucking comment on. But uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, but it, it's I, you know I I. I think I agree with um, Chris Rock's uh, statement that I just I you know I I, I hope it's not true, um, and uh, I think I you know I think Jill Scott made a valid point on Twitter that I felt like I could not say this uh, publicly because I felt like it would um, make it look like I was condoning the allegations or condoning the actions within the allegations, but Jill Scott said. Where's the proof? Proof. Period. You know, and and so and and like the thing about it is, is that like if it's true, it's horrible. Um, but Americans are so desperate for this finality; uh, they need to pick a side, and there's never any ambiguity. It's like I'm either 
liberal or conservative. I hate the cops or I love the cops. It's like, uh, you know, if we're talking about this week, it's like um, uh, it's uh, one side is Eric Garner uh, was showing uh, too much resistance and deserved what he got. And then the other side is the cop used excessive force and fucking killed the dude. And it's like there's there's no um, understanding. There's no middle ground ever with any issue. And it's because of the 24-hour news cycle and all that shit. So by now, everybody's made up his or her mind about Bill Cosby already, regardless of um, the, the, the fact that, you know, they're, they're, uh, celebrities are targets. There's often extortions. Um, there's uh, uh, the, uh, the, I mean, the fact that that there was never a trial or anything. I mean, l- listen, I'm not, you know, I, I don't know. I want to believe it's not true. It's uh, somebody that I value in my life. And, and I know that like, I kind of got in an argument, well, not an argument, but like just a, a kind of tense conversation with the wizard about this because uh, he sent a, a like a, a message thread, like a meme or something to a bunch of people and for some reason, he thought that I would enjoy it. Uh, and it was something about Cosby. And, of course, everyone in the thread just kept messaging and messaging and messaging on Facebook. And they were like, you know, they were they all had made up their minds already. And mm-hmm. uh, all I could do was I responded with, uh, having worked for him about seven years ago, uh, I'm going to uh, have to refrain from commenting. If you want to message me privately, that's fine. And then the wizard messaged me privately, like, oh, let's hear it. And I was like, he was always very nice and professional with me. It, it, I don't feel like the person that I spoke to for almost six months was a rapist. Um, and, uh, and it's tough because it's someone that I really, like I said, like this guy at the, the end of my tenure at the um, uh, PR firm where I worked, where I was the receptionist, he... Uh, I, I told him my second to last day there that it, it had been an honor um, to work for him and blah, 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 and all that. And this guy, you know, clearly didn't need to do this. But then he says, um, he says, how old are you? And I said, 24. And he said, okay, I was 26 and I had no job. I had no money, but I believed in myself. Go get him. And um, I will never forget that. I turned bright red on the other end of the phone. Like, Bill Cosby is giving me career and life advice right now. And he was like, oh, you're an actor. You're going to go be a waiter in New York. I was like, yeah. And um, anyway, uh, you know, I don't want to comment on the actual situation other than uh, he's important to me. And, and, uh, and... That's that's all that's all I really know at this point. What about you? Well said. I like that. I like that a lot. You said you spoke like a real politician there. I was like, oh my <laughs> god, this guy goes to run for mayor of New York, Ron Holmes. <laughs> uh, I, I like the, uh, the the whole quality of Americans, and you know, either you're on our side or you're against us, and uh, yeah. uh, absolutely correct. And I think the people's rush to judgment is so quick. Here it's ridiculous, you know. As soon as those allegations come up, you know we're quick to throw the stone at them, and uh, I don't right. think that's right. And uh, you know, I don't know what to think. I would like to think that he's not guilty because he's kind of like a childhood, you know, hero. And I've always liked Cosby and his, his humor. It's always been more family friendly, and I think he's a he's kind of a better role model, you know, when you think about it. And you watch the Cosby's, um, Fat Albert, and all that kind of stuff, but. I, I, I don't know what to think about it. It's, it's sad if it's true, and if it's not true, it's even sadder, I think, you know, because it's what kind of society does that to people. And uh, well, we've seen other things happen to other people, and, mm-hmm. you know, like Michael Jackson, and mm-hmm. uh, we don't really know if it's the truth or not, but, you know, once those allegations are made, people are ruined in, in a lot of ways anyways. So um, right. it's kind of crazy. I don't know what to think of it. It's just like... Uh, you know, the life of a celebrity is just, it's hell. It's hellish in a lot of ways, if you think about it. Um, and uh, I don't know how he's going to ever recover from it. Uh, you know, right. so I, I don't know. 
It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's all fucked up. Uh, anything else you wanted to mention from the last couple of weeks? You said a lot's happened. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Just as a, today, actually, we got affected because we do interviews, and a lot of people had to go through New York City to get to uh, the office in New Jersey, and uh, they we didn't get a lot of applicants today because of traffic and uh, the protests out in the streets of New York City. What's going on there? And then, uh, you know, just a couple days before that, didn't they have, like, a big concert for U2's Red campaign? Yeah. And that was a big thing, too. There's like a lot of crazy stuff going on in New York and in the world. I don't know how people, like, you know, looking at pictures from yesterday for people listening to this, uh, hopefully 100 years from now. Um, mm-hmm. Yesterday was uh, the day that the uh, police officer who, who put a stranglehold on um, Eric Garner. Uh, and mm-hmm. then Garner then died. Yesterday was the day that he was not indicted by a grand jury, and this comes very shortly after uh, Ferguson with um, Darren Wilson not being indicted by the grand jury for uh, Michael Brown. And, um, yeah, in New York, uh, like, people were, like, shutting down the West Side Highway, and there were no, like, the cars were, it was impossible to, to move anywhere from the pictures that I saw. Um, it, what's weird is I'm like right, you know, I I, I work right around there, and I I really didn't see anything. I work right near Grand Central and all that, and apparently there was a, they're they're doing these things called die-ins now. You know, there used to be sit-ins. Now there's these die-ins, and people are laying on the ground uh, in Grand oh, wow. Central and Rock Center and stuff. And I haven't seen it yet, but apparently it's like all around me. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a crazy time. It's uh. It's all fucked up. It's it's a it's disquieting. You know, it's it's like when I, when I was a, a kid, Bill Cosby was not perceived to be a rapist by like everyone, and uh, Robin Williams was alive, and like it's it's all this uh, people weren't being uh, or at least not as frequently beheaded in these sick videos. It's a really disquieting fucking time right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's like uh, all our structures and our heroes are falling down. It's just like uh, crazy, you know. Uh, Robin Williams was so funny and so energetic. Yeah. Uh, you know, outdone by his own kind of imagination and his, his kind of otherworldliness, his craziness in a way. Bill like Cosby a... such a family-friendly guy, you know. It, it just seems like, uh, you know, it's not so, you know, and then uh, – yeah. You know, in the world today, the police are supposed to kind of protect us, and, and uh, a lot of people don't think they, they're doing an adequate job of that. So it's just like, yeah, wow, I don't know what to think. The world is crazy. The U.S. is, uh, I don't know, it's kind of gotten into like a dark world in a way. It's like four. <laughs> uh, with with Robin, you got to think like you, you make a good point. Uh, probably a big percentage of the world's energy died with him. You know what I mean? Like you just mentioned his, his, him having so much energy and stuff. You know what I mean? I like that actually. I like that kind of uh, what you just said there. It's very true. A lot of the uh, enthusiasm with the world kind of fell down. That's why a lot of people were so affected by it. It was just like he had such an exciting personality that people it was infectious. And uh, by losing that, we kind of and you know the way he the end of his life is just uh, even sadder. Yeah, yeah. It's just like we're a uh, big ball of confusion. Every every human being. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and uh, the the a very odd thing that I heard the other day since his death um, was Gilbert Gottfried has a new podcast called uh, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. Did you know this? No, I didn't know. It. I, I was thinking it was going to be Gilbert Gottfried's. Uh, up all night podcast. So. <laughs> what? Is, oh, is that a, like a USA thing or something? <laughs> it was USA uh, Networks up all night with Gilbert Godfrey, yeah. Yeah, I always <laughs> wanted them to show dirty movies so I could jack off to that uh, <laughs> up all night. <laughs> Didn't you? That's exactly. That was the whole purpose of that. That's exactly <laughs> correct, yeah. <laughs> but it was like, what were we thinking? It's USA. What are they going to show? And it's Gilbert Gottfried introducing it. 
know? It's so funny. We were like watching those movies to get turned on, and it's the first thing you hear is Gilbert Gottfried's <laughs> voice, and you're like, oh. <laughs> no wonder I get an erection every time I hear the podcast. Uh, but he the the weird thing was that he was interviewing Bob Saget and at some point Saget goes uh you and I went through a rough time uh this year uh, Gilbert when we lost Robin and then it was so weird to hear Gilbert Gottfried react to a tragedy it, it was like uh it was like oh and he did calm down a bit you know his crazy voice but he was like oh yeah well I I I thought you know I heard that I was th- oh oh and oh, that that was weird. And then when I heard it was suicide, like even, and it was just very odd to hear, you know, Gilbert Gottfried having a, like a sincerely sad moment. <laughs> it sounds like a, you know, it sounds like an, an emotional parent. <laughs> but onto onto, I wanted to talk about him anyway because onto happier things. Uh, Alan Thick, are you familiar with Alan Thick? Yes, yes, the, the the good thick. Yes, Alan Thick is an amazing actor. Growing pains. How mm-hmm. could you forget that movie Chips? You know, Chips. <laughs> Do you remember Chips? It was like on Disney Channel sometimes, and it was Alan Thick with his robotic son Chips. <laughs> no, I I remember Chips, the cop show from like the eighties, seventies. <laughs> I think it was Chips. I think the movie the movie was like not so human or something like that. I mean, was, I think it was. It was it was a very odd show because Alan Thicke had this robotic son, but you know when you watch the acting, Alan Thicke seemed more robotic than the, the robotic son. <laughs> he had this robotic son. Robotic. Yeah, this robotic robotic son. Robotic robotic mind the brains man. Um, he, uh, Al, well, did you know that Alan Thicke wrote and sang the Different Strokes theme song? No, you're, you're, you're kidding me. <laughs> you almost pulled a DeMar there. DeMar, one time he goes, <laughs> no, you're, you're serious. Uh, and, and he also, um, he, he wrote the Facts of Life theme song. Did you know that? No, you're kidding me. Like the, the Facts of Life. Do, 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 yeah. Do, do. Yeah. Oh my and, gosh! What the? Yeah, he's a genius. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. You know that was Alan Thicke. So he's talking to Gilbert and Gilbert's co-host. By the way, Gilbert's co-host's name is Frank Santo Padre. <laughs> so you know, there's that. <laughs> it's just a crazy name, um, but. Uh, Gilbert, uh, uh, Alan Thicke was on the show, and Gilbert used to be on Alan Thicke's talk show called Thicke of the Night. And I guess Gilbert got fired from the show, and Alan Thicke, you know, the show got canceled. Everybody was watching Johnny Carson. Uh, Because anybody who went up against Carson did not succeed. Pat Sajak, Alan Thicke, you know, uh, Joan Rivers. Nobody kept the show on, you know, against Carson. Um and uh, anyway, Alan Thicke, uh, he he also, ha- you know, he was a singer at times. There was this, they said, like, on the interview that you could find this thing called Sweaty and Hot, this song that he did, which was all about, like, aerobics. And so I went it on, uh, to it on YouTube, and he's wearing, like, this track suit, and it's sweaty and hot, and it's just horrible. Um, actually, the song is not at, that bad, but then it gets really bad. It's like it starts off like, oh, this isn't as bad as it could be, and then it gets awful. Um, but so he is, you know, not only is he a very talented actor, and he's also, uh, you know, he raised a, a family of batshit crazy Christian, you know, uh, activists and, and anorexics and uh, drunks. <laughs> but he, his fictional family, anyway. But, uh, but yeah, he was also a songwriter, and he, he made a lot of money off of jingles. And at some point, he wrote the... Actually, when I think the show first premiered, he wrote the Wheel of Fortune theme song. So he didn't... The one that he... That Wheel of Fortune uses now... Uh, and I don't know if you've seen it lately, but Pat Sajak uh, is walking off the show on contestants. It looks like he's about to lose his mind finally. 
Um, but, I, I, I heard about that. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, I, I got to give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he's going crazy. You know, I, I would go crazy doing that show for so long. I, I would go crazy, know, too. Vanna White's on that thing still, and she looks pretty hot. I was going to say... I was going to say I would kind of go crazy if I had to look at her, you know, up close. Because in HD, she don't right. look too good. No, I agree. I agree. And that's why you don't get the HD. Once you get the HD, the, the, the details are too much. It, it's like, uh-huh. wow, Pat Sajak would go crazy. Are you rocking a SD standard definition TV? Did we talk about this oh, before? You, I, no, I don't think we did. But, uh, I, yes, I am rocking that SD uh, TV and I'm rocking yeah. that SD cable. It's 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 awful, but it's great at the same time. And how many inches is the? T- it's huge, right? Like a big box. Yeah, it's it's like a huge box. It's like a it's like almost a 57 inch, I think. 67 or 57? No, no, 57, 57. Jesus, what what what's the brand? I think it's like Insignia or something like that. It's really ridiculous. Well, I have an Insignia, but it's you know it's from this century. Um, okay, so my point with Alan Thicke is that they're talking about the Wheel of Fortune theme song that Alan Thicke wrote, and they ask him if he can sing it for them. And he oh, wow. says, he says, well, no, I can't, I can't sing it for you, but I can, you know, this is how it goes. And this, what I'm, what I'm about to play you, I'm pretty sure that Alan Thicke lost his mind during this interview. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm so ready for this, yes. Okay, here we go. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. Oh, my God. Oh my god, that didn't sound like that didn't sound like anything. That sounded so awful. I'm gonna play it again. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. You know, I think Gilbert knew at that point that Alan Thicke had lost his mind. That's why he cracked up. <laughs> I think Gilbert sounded more rational with his laugh than uh, yes. Alan Thicke did. Yes. That, that was crazy. <laughs> but, you see, at first when it was like, ba-da-da-da, I thought it started out fine. But then after he goes, cue the strings, and I think he... I I wouldn't be surprised if you went on a murder rampage after that. <laughs> yes, on a murder rampage, singing that song that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be a great film. <laughs> <laughs> um, before you uh, derailed the show with the the stuff about Mr. Cosby, uh, I wanted to mention that during uh, during Thanksgiving break. Uh, that Saturday night, the Mains and I went to see Horrible Bosses 2. Um, oh, yes. And we saw it at the Milford Fourplex. What? What is that? The, no, no. That sounds, <laughs> sounds really kinky. The Fourplex? <laughs> Did you say ginky? No, sure, like kinky. That was like the Milford Fourplex. No, we, we actually, the Fourplex was the old, remember when you drove past the mall, the mall had the showcase, or no, 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 it was, the fourplex was the one at the mall, and then you go past oh. it, and then there's the showcase, yeah, so. Oh, okay, yes, yes, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so Wait we didn't go there. That's but did gone. all the mains show up? Which mains uh, showed up? There were five of us. It was John Robert Wallace Murphy, Jason Rawlings, Scott Spezio on, and me and Andrew Mandrew, Philip Andrews. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Okay, so you had a good, good, good show, uh, good turnout there. You just didn't. Did Julian show up? No, right? No, because he was working team retail. But um, oh. what I want to what I tell you about the experience was that before we go see the movie, which is very enjoyable, not as good as the first, but very enjoyable. Have you seen it, Horrible Bosses Two? 
<laughs> I was going to say uh, Chatsworth, but that worked. <laughs> yeah, what's Hollywood? A little better. Uh, yeah, it's a little uh, a little more respectable. Yes. Um. So, uh, who have you got for us tonight for the Hot Mess Awards? Well, the Hot Mess Awards. This was a pretty easy one this week. Uh, first of all, because I don't know if you guys saw the news, but but it's it's actually rained here. If you had a yeah. if you had a music bed where you could do that, duh, 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 that would be the time to do it. <laughs> it, it rained. It, it Thank you for that. That was really cheap. Anyway, it it rained here in California, and and people absolutely lost their shit. So the first my first hot mess award goes to the Californians in general because it's raining, and literally uh, it took two hours to go somewhere on the five because people couldn't. I mean, you guys are from New York, New York. You know how to drive in rain. These people in the entire city shuts down. They did a, a four box on the news of four live reporters reporting on the rain. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I saw the rain. I saw, I saw four live reporters, and I honestly thought there had been a second 9/11. And then I turn it up, and it's the freaking rain. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> You know where I heard that it was raining in California was on my favorite morning radio program <laughs> that I still listen to the LA feed of is Ryan C on air with Ryan. One hundred two point seven Kiss oh. FM. Oh. Wow, I love that. I, I actually uh, never, pretty... I never liked him until I heard him on the radio. My roommate in LA, Jason, was like, uh, "He's actually pretty good on the radio." And then I started listening to his show. I've been hooked ever since. I love Ryan's Roses. It's like the best segment on radio, I think. My wife texted me this morning. I'm in bed. I had just gotten a prostate exam last night, so I didn't want to show myself. I'm so ashamed. Anyway, so I'm I'm in I'm in bed. I'm in bed. I'm I'm under the covers crying. And she texts me at like 6:30 this morning and says, "You missed the best Ryan Roses ever." I'm like, woman, I just had a Jamaican's finger up my ass. I don't need to hear about Ryan's roses. <laughs> but, but no, I would. I don't think so because today it was happy Ryan's roses and fuck that shit. I knew that's what it was. See, that's funny you say that. Right? I knew that's what it was. The second she said, "Oh, I was, I was near tears," I go, "Obviously, it was something good. That's yeah. not fun." No, no, not at all. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that was my that was my first hot mess award. And who is your second hot mess award? My second hot mess award goes to Bill Cosby's pharmacist. Because listen, Ooh. I don't know if here's the thing. Okay, yeah, it, it, I know it was the '70s, but let me ask you this: If you're his pharmacist and he comes in every day asking for, let me get 500 sleeping pills every freaking day. <laughs> and you continue to fill this order. And d don't you know what's happening here? <laughs> I mean, we're all suing Bill Cosby. We need to sue the freaking pharmacist. That's a good point, yeah. Uh, yeah that's, that's, little, that's, that's my That's a little that's like, uh, like you can't blame uh, Hillary. I mean, you can't blame Monica. You, uh, you know, Hillary's the one that we should be <laughs> mad at. Right, if she was doing what she had to do, yeah, we wouldn't exactly. have a blue dress to begin with. Yeah, put on a blue dr dress. Yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. exactly. And, and, uh, your, and my final hot mess. My final hot mess goes to, and I, I don't know if you know this. Uh, this name is Andrew Kurt Summers. Do you know who that is? We, no, no, no. Andrew Kurt Summers is the guy who uh, he was on his Facebook page and he threatened to shoot Mama June and Pumpkin, whoever Pumpkin is. Mm -hmm. uh, Ma Mama June is is, uh, is is Honey Boo Boo's mother. Yeah. Uh, so, so he was arrested for making terrorist threats. Now, here's the thing: if you want Mama June to die, I don't think you need to shoot her. Just, just wait like five months. <laughs> I mean, have you seen this woman? What are you threatening her for? She's, she's already killing herself. I mean, come on. <laughs> true. Yeah. true. That's true. Does she she probably she probably needs one of those catheter bags next to her briefcase. <laughs> well, she use, the problem is she uses a freaking straw. That's a problem. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. All right. What do you say we joke off? If is everyone lubed up and ready to joke off? Yeah. Ready to go here. I got right. lubed up yesterday by a Jamaican with long fingers. So yeah, I'm ready to go. But was was he standing on his ankles? <laughs> he, he, he was not. I'm rather short. He was on his knees. 
Oh, okay. I never got that joke. There's, I heard some comedian once say this joke. He was like, you want to go to Jamaica, you'll see people there standing on their ankles on the street corner. And I thought it was hilarious, but but I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe they're – I don't know. They're floating away because they're high. I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a good point. I'll look it up for the next joke off. I'll have something for you. All right, thanks. Let's uh, let's kick it off. Bye. Very topical. 2,799 miles from Brooklyn to Santa Monica. And I am wow. in Brooklyn. And, Sean, you are in uh, Burbank, maybe? Yeah, well, no, for, this, for these purposes, let's say Santa Monica. <laughs> You're in Santa Monica. <laughs> and and how is how is the pier these days? Are there a lot of people on the pier and the promenade and whatnot? They're, 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 wow, look at you knowing your Santa Monica trivia. Yes, yes, there's just so many people on the pier, except it was raining, so they all got washed away. <laughs> uh, yeah, Santa Monica was the place that I used to go to when I was miserable in L.A., so I, whenever I think about it, I, I get depressed, but I love it. Um, it was, yeah, it's great. It's a great place, uh, but what you were talking about before about the uh, L.A. with the rain um, – do you find now? I know some people get pissed off about uh, you know people attacking LA drivers when it rains. Do you think that people in LA know how to drive in the rain or no? Oh no, absolutely not. And I think they, and I think I think they're aware of it, and that's why they just stop. They don't even try. I mean, I'm not talking about three miles an hour. They just stop on the freeway. So I don't. I, yeah, they probably know this. <laughs> well, that happens in Puerto Rico too, because in Puerto Rico these guys. When we were there, they jumped out of the car, ran to the trunk, pushed down plastic bags, walked in the middle of the street, and then got back in the car. And then to our left, another car was going 30 miles an hour in reverse. Wow. Wow. All right, so Weeks, kick us off. Okay. A Houston mother has been charged after a nine-year-old daughter, her dead body was found in the fridge. What she had? Whenever anybody asked me what she was up to, I always said she was chilling out. Jesus, <laughs> oh, we wow. I'm sorry, sorry, <laughs> I went there. Uh, yeah, so look, Iowa man Marvin Tremaine Hill. Have you heard of this guy? He was mm-hmm. uh, he was he was jailed Tuesday after attacking his pregnant wife with a McDonald's McChicken sandwich. Okay, so. He, he, so apparently he threw the McChicken at her and then picked up some of the bun and threw it at her again. This guy really didn't get what his wife meant when she said she wanted to fill Hill's mayonnaise all over her body. Uh, <laughs> ooh, that sounded dirty at the end there. <laughs> and after the McChicken attack, the wife said, Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, let's get an abortion. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Andy Cohen called himself a gold star gay this week on his Bravo show while explaining he's never had sex with a woman. This is not to be confused with John Weeks' title, Gold Star Phenomenal Shamala Mang. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, speaking of phenomenal Shamalaman, uh, you know, there was a hot tub threesome in South Carolina, and it got kind of heated when two male escorts fought over who made more money. I, th- I guess that's a thing. Now, no one was hurt, but everyone does have chlamydia. <laughs> Florida man Jason Puckett was charged last week with theft after stealing two packages of cow gum. At first, he was going to fight the charge, but then he just said, Ah, oh, fuck it. Oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> Female NYPD officers may face a penalty after posing, posting sexy photos of themselves to an Instagram account called Blue Line Beauties. Yeah, Blue Line Boobies. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag erection. Oh, did you actually see those pictures? They're actually pretty good. Yeah. Oh no, I haven't. Now I gotta go see them. They 
were yeah, nice. No, you, yeah, you got to look them up. Hashtag erection for sure. Um, yeah, the Associated Press reported yesterday that West Virginia man was, quote, angry and agitated before murdering his ex-girlfriend, two of her lovers, and his business competitor. Now, here's my thing. If he killed somebody and wasn't angry and agitated, wouldn't that be the story? I mean, what, what did they expect? Happy and relaxed? Okay, look, now, now I'm getting angry and agitated, so you guys might want to <laughs> want to back up a little. Uh-oh. A driver crashed his car into a Washington sporting goods store the other day so that he could steal guns and hide in the ceiling. Oh, what is that crazy wizard Tom Fogarty up to now? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was one of my favorites. <laughs> you right about that, Tommy boy. You right about that, Tommy boy. <laughs> Arby's apologized to Pepsi for not hearing a second ad that featured Pepsi this year by releasing a cute ad that featured a soft drink and stated, we love you, Pepsi. You're like a meal to us. In response, Pepsi said, it's okay, Arby's. We can continue together. Being a clock artery to America. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Zinger yeah. at Pepsi. Boy, fight yeah. the establishment homes. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of uh, hosts here, you know, new studies show that, I don't know if you guys saw this, HIV's ability no. to cause AIDS is actually weakening uh, over time. The, the, you know, HIV can, can, can uh, not cause AIDS as strongly as it once used to. Uh, no. a, a depressed John Weeks said, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible dude. <laughs> A construction, a construction worker was caught whacking off doing a private job this week. I knew that plaster had a funky smell. Oh, God. <laughs> Walmart on Tuesday denied oh. claims. God. <laughs> Walmart on Tuesday denied claims by tracing oh. lawyers. That retailer is stalling a federal lawsuit over the highway crash the actor was involved in that took place last summer. Apparently, whenever they try to contact Walmart, Walmart keeps looking up and talking about a bird who keeps ordering things with his credit card. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that Walmart. I hope everyone got that one, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and finally, Ariana Grande, uh, she was hit in the face by a Victoria's Secret model's wing during the, uh, the Victoria's Secret fashion show this week. You know, if that wing had knocked her out, the world would have had one less problem without her. See, that's a big hit. <laughs> bang, 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 bang into her face, am I right? Uh, uh, I'm not sure that's legal yet. Um, But uh, now, Sean, I know you got to go, but I just want to make sure that you know uh, Gilbert Gottfried has a podcast now, and uh, Alan Thicke was on it. You know, you know Alan Thicke, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He sells insurance on the radio. Okay. Okay. Oh, you must buy this insurance. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, And so he. Uh, this I played this for weeks before. He was on Gil's show, and I think this might be the moment when Alan Thicke lost his mind. So I just want to get Uh-oh. your reaction. Here we All go. All right. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> I, I have to know the context. What? 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 <laughs> the context was he was uh, he wrote the original Wheel of Fortune theme song, and they asked him to sing it, and that was Jesus it. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I guess we know that Robin Thicke didn't get his musical ability from his dad. No. No. <laughs> no. Oh, on, on another note, I'm guessing Paula Patton heard that and she's now fucking Robin uh, Alan Thicke. Alan. I'm guessing that's. <laughs> oh, that would be Jesus. some freaky Oedipus slash. Yeah, it would. Fucking Agamemnon. <laughs> that's anyway, uh, Sean Broyles, thank you so much. Uh, I, good, good luck with the softball game, and uh, you are welcome, sir.
All Thank right. you, Sean. Phenomenal job. Sean. All right, man. I'll talk to you guys later. All, All right. Paper towels. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. That was Sean Broyles filling in for the wizard, Tom Fogarty. Fogarty. Hey, man. Fogarty, You're mine. right about that one, Tommy boy. <laughs> I really have to uh, urinate, John Weeks. I, I always do around this time. So I'm just going to do it and be right back. And if I'm not back in time, you know what to do. I know what to do. Don't worry. I'll hold it down, mate. All right. I'm going to play something about tampons. Um, what do I do after? After what? Like you change? Yeah, like after I change it, yeah. You got where you change it, and when you take it out, just dispose of it, and then uh, put a new one in. And do dispose of it do where? Like, do, do I eat it? In the trash. <laughs> just throw it in the trash. Oh, so, so I don't eat it. Because one of my friends said that she eats them. Oh, you've got to be kidding. No, she 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 sent me a picture. Are we talking about the same thing? I'm talking about a tampon. Yeah. So so my friend Ooh, was saying. I'm just asking. Like I said, I'm new to this. You're the uh, you're the expert over here. My friend said when she's done, huh? she instead of throwing it out because it's wasteful, she eats it like a gusher. No. Oh, she did. God, I can't imagine anybody doing that. But uh, it's some, have, some, she said sometimes she fr- she said sometimes she freezes them and makes cherry popsicle sticks. <laughs> oh God! Well, I think she needs help, but um, that's beside the point. Um, All right, I'm back. Okay, Mike. Just in the nick of time, right? That's right. What were you going to say? Imagine I didn't come back. I was going to talk about tampons. I was going to try to lead into it somehow, but <laughs> it would have been awful. So thank God, thank God you came. Speaking of uh, uh, things that are unnatural, uh, I, I think uh, <laughs> Sean Broyles was slightly more natural at joking off than uh, owner to Kel, maybe. I think he was. And I, I like, I appreciate fact that there wasn't that massive awkwardness that there was in order to help but, but I did enjoy that. Oh, it was uh, brilliant. You know, and I think and I think we should really get together and still do that bar thing. Get together, get yes. a couple of drinks with owner. Yes. Yes. I, I just and then film that. I think it would be amazing. Oh yes. Oh but you don't I don't know, you know, filming a director, he may wanna you know, I don't know maybe we oh, should yeah. let him maybe we should meet up, let him direct himself in it like he did with these movies that he's done. Actually, that's not a bad idea. And let him direct a filming of our conversation. Huh? The problem is he's like an, a real fucking filmmaker, so I don't know, you know, <laughs> if he'll do this. Um, but uh, it, but but also, owner actually started off extremely natural in that joke off uh, when he made the Joan Rivers joke. But then yeah. then he said, I don't really get that, and then that it wasn't natural anymore. <laughs> you know, he had a perfect delivery on that. Perfect. He did, and uh, just the way he talks, he really is, is, is. It flows very well. He's very smooth, and uh, yeah, he's kind of disrupted in what he did. That that whole thing about tampons is quite funny, too. I think. Oh, like, yeah. Well, I don't think we're experts. I think we need a, a lady on the show or something. Yeah, yeah. Let me see what I have here. What I, all right, let's jack off, gentlemen. Uh, owner to Kel, kick us off. So I'm just supposed to read this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When I start, when I show a movie, usually if I make an introduction and I'm going to be in the audience, I tell people, don't laugh, because I'm going to be in the audience, and I don't want you to sycophantically laugh, because you know I'm listening. I like, you know, only laugh if you really... So, okay, so here I go. A Philadelphia Archaeology Museum has found a 6,500-year-old human skeleton in its cellar. After she was discovered, the skeleton got back into making snide comments about celebrity fashion on E. <laughs> so I don't, I don't quite get that joke. <laughs> I mean, like, is it like? I mean, like, okay, it doesn't matter, I guess. But it's, I mean, okay, but you just run these today, which is amazing. It's- <laughs> that was the moment. That was the moment. And then I think this is your tampons, maybe. So, are oh, you yeah. supposed to wear the tampon um, when, when you're having your period, or just like you're just supposed to? 
put it in when you're having sex, it's not a. T- it's just. It's like a female condom, right, or something, or what? What is this? Like, I think it has. <laughs> I think it has HIV preventative medicine in it. So I'm not really sure. I don't know if you wear it all the time, and it soaks up the medicine up in in the cooch. <laughs> because you gotta think. Because you gotta think about this. If you're having, if you're on your period. And you would, that's when you, that's the absolute time where you'd want to have protected sex because that's when the chances are increased for getting HIV is that there's blood being passed from back and yeah. forth, you know? So it's funny. It's like, so calling it a tampon, even if you're supposed to wear it any time, it's just weird to me that they would call it an HIV-preventing tampon. It's strange. Yeah. Anyway, it's, I wish there was it's, – it's, it's difficult to talk about these things when there's not a woman on the air, you know what I mean? I always feel slightly like – like a jerk having comments about you know. I, <laughs> okay, so anyway, yeah, but that's that's interesting. <laughs> I noticed you got very very enthusiastic when he started talking about the prime time to transmit HIV. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I feel like we kind of continue the conversation. That could have been the entire show. We're going to talk about that on. <laughs>
looking from the dorsal to the tail. Well, we didn't know because uh, our, our bomb mission had been so secret, no distress signal had been sent. They didn't even list us overdue for a week. First flight light, chief. The sharks come cruising. So we formed ourselves into tight groups. You know, it's kind of like old squares in a battle, like uh, you see a calendar, like the Battle of uh, Waterloo. And the idea was the shark would go for the nearest man, and then he'd start pounding and hollering and screaming. And sometimes the shark would go away. Sometimes he wouldn't go away. Sometimes that shark, he looks right into you, right into your eyes. You know that thing about a shark? He's got lifeless eyes, black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, doesn't seem to be living until he bites you and those black eyes roll over to white. And then, ah, then you can hear the terrible high-pitched screaming and the ocean turns red. And in spite of all the pounding and hollering, they all come in and rip you to pieces. By the end of that first dawn, lost a hundred men. I don't know how many sharks, maybe a thousand. I don't know how many men. They averaged six an hour. On Thursday morning, Chief, I bumped into a friend of mine, Herbie Robinson of Cleveland, baseball player, bosom's mate. I thought he was asleep, reached over to wake him, bobbed up and down in the water, just like a kind of top, upended. Well, he'd been bitten in half below the waist. Oh. On fifth day, Mr. Hooper, a Lockheed Ventura sauce. He swung in low in sauce. He'd a, he's a young pilot, a lot younger than Mr. Hooper. Anyway... He saw us and come in low, and three hours later, a big fat PBY comes down and start to pick us up. You know, that was the time I was most frightened, waiting for my turn. I'll never put a life jacket on again. So 1,100 men went in the water, 316 men come out, and the sharks took the rest. June the 29th, 1945. Anyway, we delivered the bomb. And then you, you go and you have the choice of two paths. Well, what, there's a monster at the end of that path. And that's my favorite thing. It's the main Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yes, I got very method with it. I got very method with it. go full fear with it. Don't go full fear no. with it. Don't, don't go full fear. Just don't, no. just go cape fear. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think you want to go cape fear either. Uh, <laughs> Isn't there, there's like a, a town called Cape Fear somewhere. Is it really? I, I kind of want to go there. Yeah, it's probably where uh, you'll wind up residing. <laughs> Thank you. I, that, was, uh, that was a great performance. Though. I liked it. Yes. Well, it was it was picked about ten seconds before it was uh, performed. <laughs> so, um, it, I I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. And if you have a Barbie doll, John Weeks, if you have a Barbie doll, what are you gonna do with that dumb bitch? You're going to put some super pro-aging cream on her face. <laughs> She's going to turn the band of white. You're going to throw her and pin, put her down on the Wheel of Fortune. And you're going to sing that song like Alan does. Cue the button. Go to the trumpet. You're going to have a hell of a time. And you're going to win some cash on the Wheel of Fortune. And that's the moment that John Weeks lost his mind. But I was going to tell you, 
that. I think we need to listen to that before we go at least five more times. At least five. I'm thinking about more like ten. All right. So let's. Here's number one. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very Cue the strings and the horns. And one last time. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. <laughs> I love Sean's reaction. He goes, Jesus Christ. Very catchy. <laughs> it was very oh yeah, it was very catchy. Oh, Mike, you can't be. You need to turn to Jesus. Yeah, but, oh, oh yes, it was very catchy. You need to go and drink a six pack of Natty Light. And after, oh, oh, Carol, oh Carol, you're looking a bit fat today, Carol. Oh, you're looking a, oh, you're looking a bit fat today. Oh, oh, in the thick of the night. And then, oh, Joanna Kearns, oh, jo- I see you on Lifetime. Oh, no, that's Meredith Baxter-Burney. Uh, Joanna, I think you were in Knocked Up for about five seconds. And that must be paying your bills. Oh, Joanna Kearns, oh, oh my God. Oh. Good night, everybody. Good night, week. Good Good measure. One more. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. <laughs> Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.